Good evening and welcome to the Free to Be Show. Happy March. You know, for your consideration, perhaps shedding layers through languaging will allow you to see, speak, hear, and experience yourself differently. In the month of March, I'm exploring the labels you require shedding for the elevation of your soul. Yes, in celebration of revealing the true you. The theme this month is don't love your labels. So we're going to enter into a discussion with two of my lovely friends who you've seen last month, Brandy Junius and Tyomi Morgan, right after this. This is the Free to Be Show, and I'm the world's best joy monger. Yes, I'm here holding space for you so that you can reveal your joy. I am a multi-award winning author of eight books, mother of six children, and host of two podcasts. On this, the Free to Be show, I take you on a deep dive to and engage you in conversation so that you can be aware of your thought patterns and your way of being and examine whether or not you're truly free. Are you free? Let's see. All right, let's welcome our guest to the show. Welcome, Brandy. Hi. Hello, Tayomi. How are you? I am well on this fine Tuesday. Awesome. So tell me, ladies, like, what do you think? Don't love your labels. What has, what does that really look like for you? Like when, what labels, let's start with that. Which labels have you attached yourself to or attached stories to? And uh, what don't you love about them? Tayomi, do you want to go first or do you want me to jump in? Um, you can go first. Okay, cool. Um, I think, so I became a, a mom when I was pretty young. I was 20 when I had my first um, son. And so I think a label that I've always detached to as an adult has been mom. Um, and so I, I feel like that's like a very salient label for me. Um, and then there's other labels that I've attached to myself um, related to the type of work that I do, um, artist or educator, different things like that. Um, I think they're good and they serve a purpose and they help us to identify um, things about ourselves that are important. But I think when, you know, you had asked Cordelia, like, what don't we love about our labels? I think sometimes if you attach too much to a label, then, you know, it becomes the only identity that you have or the only way that you see yourself. And that can be kind of problematic. Um, like when I think about mom as a label, um, Obviously, I take my role as a mom seriously. I love being a mom. I love my kids. I'll do anything for my kids. Um, but I also have to be careful, and I've gone through this, um, like in my 20s, is being so attached to that identity that I don't see, I don't remember who I was before that. Um, I don't keep sight of the person, you know, the brandy before kids, or even identify things that I would do outside of being a mom. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think I'll, I'll stop there with that one, but I think that's kind of how I view labels in some sense that they're good in, in one way to help you identify parts of yourself that are important, but if you attach too much to them, then you don't, you, you can't grow, you can't shift, you can't see yourself fully. So 
Yeah, I, I totally see that. What do you think, Tayomi? I definitely want to uplift what Brandy said about like, you know, labels, definitely speaking to you know parts of who you are. And I think what I don't like about labels is um, just, I guess, how we use them. So the things that we do attach ourselves to are just aspects of who we are, but not who we are at our core. And so we get to use these labels to kind of just build on the, the being that we are becoming in this human experience. And then when we forget that we're literally infinite beings having a temporary experience here and we start to, um, you know, attach ourselves too deeply to the things that we get to do and how we get to show up here, then it makes us a little, um, it can make it a little difficult to let go or even expand outside or beyond what those labels create. And then on top of the labels that we do attach ourselves to, there's, you know, programming and like societal expectation and things that in general, like culturally are attached to those labels that then become a part of our identity. And so, you know, again, as like Brandy said, sometimes you can lose yourself and who you are in the midst of all of that um, when taking on all of these things. So it's like definitely a good thing to, to associate yourself with labels because they do help you to find groups of people in community who you can join with. And they most definitely allow you um, to find information around these aspects of your personality or just, you know, these things that you've decided to associate yourself with. But if you can keep the association, but drop the attachment, then it makes it a lot easier for you to just move throughout life, especially as you shift and change. And some of those labels change as well. That's so good. I mean, so much there. Let's let's unpack a little bit. So <clears throat> the the part about the, the good of the labels, right, is that that can help us to identify tribe and community. The not so great about uh, labels is we can attach story to that and also there it can come with programming and conditioning. And so um, that's the piece, right? That, that I really work with here on the Free to Be show is like, okay, so I see, you know, to use Brandy's example, I'm a mom and um, that doesn't diminish the fact that I'm also, you know, a brilliant artist or, you know, the fact that I'm having a temporary human experience and expressing in, you know, my, my gift and in my, um, my opportunity to, uh, you know, help another soul. Um, so how do we detach from all that though? You know, I, I, I think this is like a Tayomi question because you, <laughs> you're like a spiritual leader. <laughs> you know, I feel, no, seriously, come on, recognize yourself, sis. Cause I'm just saying, you know, listen to the way you talked about labels. <laughs> you know, it's interesting because, um, you know, I grew up most of my life believing in the creator and then um, operating within like 
Baptist Christianity. But then once breaking away from that, just started doing my own research and just journey into different aspects of spirituality, different, you know, um, like belief systems and things like that. And the one, I would say the one thing that's helped me really kind of integrate the whole idea around like having a body, but not being a body and remembering that we're infinite spirit is uh, spiritual principles that I've learned from A Course in Miracles and The Way of Mastery and like these texts that really, really hone in on the spiritual principles that are a part of like all the books that we all know and love that you know, talk about manifestation and like the power of now and the secret and all this, like they're all literally centered on these same spiritual principles. And so in detaching, it's really understanding that there's two operating systems. There's love and there's ego and ego. It comes with all the fear and the programming and all of that. And then, you know, detachment sometimes can feel like you're losing your identity because you think that all the stories and all of the definitions and uh, compartments that come along with the labels are who you are. And then when you find out that that's not true, that's literally just things that you choose to add on just like clothes and that you can take them off at any time and you still are a being. That can be very confusing for a lot of people. And so it will feel like you're going through an identity crisis. And I definitely had a moment a few years ago where I felt that way, where I was reading all of these spiritual principles and trying to figure out, well, then like, who am I if, if I am not a body and if I am not this and that? And so finally getting to the root of it and just recognizing like I am a spiritual being, I'm an extension of the creator here to live out this human experience, which the sole function is experiencing love and remembering love. Because when we come into a body, you know, the ego comes with it. And ego is really a protection mechanism for the physical body. And um, it's informed by the world around us. And so when we pick up programming from our culture, whether that be, you know, the culture that you are in based on your ethnicity or like where you live and then the, the larger sense of culture, right? Like pop culture and just uh, what like nation you're from and the culture that underlies that, like there's so many layers to it. And so when you start to really like pick it apart, you, you realize, uh, you, you start to feel like, well, then who am I if literally I'm just taking on everything that comes with the labels? Because like going back to the mother ex um, experience, right? Each culture and each nation has its own idea of what it means to be a mother. And then you've got like sub communities within that. So like, you know, some people would think that the way that Kim Kardashian behaves is maybe not the way a mother should behave. But in her culture and for her lifestyle, she's like, yeah, I'm a great mother. And, you know, people might think that Brandy, like the way you raise your son, your sons, is like, you know, the perfect way. And then there's going to be other people based on their culture where they might say, no, that's not how we do it. And so it's just interesting because when you look at it, it's not blanket, right? It's different for everyone. And because of that, I think that's kind of a key that people should look at and say, oh, wait, there's no one way to be or one way to do this thing. And so clearly this is not who I am because if it's not rooted in something that can be true for everyone, then it's literally something that technically we only make up. It's not real. 
innocence. It's it, you know, it, it has a place here, but in the grand ideological uh, ideal grand scheme of things, it's like this is form. It can shift. It can change. But who I am at core literally cannot be shifted because we come from the master creator. So it's a lot of layers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm I'm hearing like I I get to be a ray of sun from the oneness, and you know in being that ray of light, it doesn't uh, diminish me to, um, to, choose, to, to, you know, whatever I am um, in the moment, you know, like if I'm saying that I'm a mother, um, I can embrace that without judgment because there's only my way for me to be a mother, you know? So we have a couple of people here. Great points from both of you. Thank you. Hello, Dr. LaDonna. And um, she has a beautiful magazine called I Win Global that just launched today. Props. <laughs> yes. So, so Brandy, tell me more. What do you think? Um, I, I definitely agree with everything Tayomi was saying, even like just to expound upon the the idea of mom as a label, right? Just as an example, like when my kids were really little, being a mom meant something completely different than what it means today when I have a 15-year-old and a 12-year-old and an 8-year-old. Like the person I have to show up to be for them is completely different. They don't need me to go help them take a shower, right? Like mom doesn't mean that anymore, Mom doesn't mean, you know, where's I got to pack diapers and, you know, all these different things just to go up the street to go somewhere like. And so to Tayomi's point, right, like if something can continuously evolve and change, then that alone is justification to not become too attached to it. Right. Like if I can even just with my common sense say, I know being a mother of a six month old baby is going to look different than being a mother of a 16 year old who's driving then I can tell myself there's no need to attach to this version of what this label means because it will, it has to change. It has to evolve. If I treat my like 12 year old son, the way I treated him when he was two, he's going to be like, mom, I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't need you to come help me, you know, take a shower. I don't need like, you know, it, it, and it has to change and evolve. And so I think, you know, when, for me, when I think about the, the changing nature of the world, the changing nature of ourselves as beings, um, resisting that that innate drive to attach um, becomes easier because I know that it it's going to change anyways. And so, you know, I talk to my mom a lot, like every day, and her where she is in her life now, she's still a mom, right? Um, but she's also a grandmother. And she's also like all these other things that she wasn't when she, when we were little, right? Like she's a pastor now, she's a doctor now, like she's evolved so much from the person that she was at that time, which is amazing. Like shout out to my mom, but um, <laughs> like so, to watch how she's grown and to think like, had she just told herself her, I, her entire identity was being a mom or what her career was, which was in um, corrections, right? Like had she told herself that that was her label and she attached permanently to those things, she would have never grown and evolved into the, the woman that she is now. And so I think because I am genuinely excited to continue to grow and evolve, like that also helps me stay detached from labels because it's like, okay, well, I'm this today, but like, I hope to be this in the future. And 
none of those things are me to Taomi's point also, right? Like we're just here having an experience. I choose to engage in motherhood by having kids. I choose to engage in <laughs> And being an artist when I create art, right? I choose to engage in being a poet when I decide to write poetry. But none of those things are who I am. Um, those are those are things that I do. And and I really believe that. I really believe that, um, like Taomi said, we're all just extensions of the creator, just having whatever experience we choose to have. And so even in being too attached to a label, you're also limiting your experience because then based on that programming, you're telling yourself, well, I can't do these things because I'm a mom or because I'm a what, like whatever. Yeah. Yes. Let, let's talk about that part, you know, because <clears throat> there is, for example, I think we're all on IG, right? So there's these, uh, these women with a podcast called Good Mama's Bad Choices, you know, and have you seen them no okay yeah so it's like they could have diminished what it meant to be a mom by not showing up as themselves and you know but instead they chose to acknowledge the judgment you know and i i and as i'm listening to the two of you uh that's what happens when we diminish ourselves and 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 select a label and then we select all the conditioning and layers and programming that go with that label. We're just like, and everyone's going to judge me if I'm not, you know, this kind of um, DEI expert or this type of artist or, you know, and what it means when I do something, you know, um, I, I have to be honest, like for a long time when I, what was it just last year, I started my second podcast. I almost was like on the DL with that because I was like, oh no, people are going to be like, I'm doing too much. They won't know what I'm really doing. And I and I was like, you know, feeding that belief. And, um, and then I was like, but like, I have to do both podcasts because it's like two, diff two different parts of me, you know? <laughs> you know, so I know that you ladies are multi-dimensional geniuses. So let's talk about, you know, let's let's uh, you know give examples for people to welcome the other geniuses within themselves. It's interesting because I feel like if there could be a picture in the dictionary next to the phrase "doing too much," it would be me um, because I do everything to the point where I have to like contain my thoughts and like keep things kind of under wraps. One of my mentors always says that, you know, God has entrusted us with many gifts and that those with many gifts have more responsibilities. And so the way that I look at it as is, you know, um, the creator is always flowing through us. And so if we choose, if we choose to uh, limit what we do based on the world's labels, then we're actually not on purpose. Our purpose mm -hmm. here is to allow the creator to flow through us openly and freely. And when we stop that by putting fear in place, then we're literally being thrown off of our purpose and off of the, of the reason why the creator made us in the first place. The creator wants to express itself through us and the desires of our heart literally lead into directly into the mind of God. So if we cut off that flow, what we're doing is telling God, I don't want you to flow through me that deeply. And it's not based on what our true desires are, but it's literally based on the program that we've picked up from the labels, 
from the association with those labels, from other people's opinions in the world of what those labels mean. And so then we're literally serving, we're not serving God, we're serving the world and we're serving ego. And so when you become aware of that, when you do shift your mindset around um, the fact that the world that we live in has been designed to try to keep us in a box for a reason. I mean, capitalism has a very big part to do with that. But when we come out of the, the whole idea of we are humans and remember that we are literally manifestations of the creator and our purpose is to be expressive, then we allow those parts of us to not only be expressed, but to evolve as we go through those experiences and we shift and we change. Yeah. That's, that's so powerful. And I think, you know, as you were talking, Taomi, I was thinking about like the way that our sense of self evolves and whatever like conception we have of ourself informs the way that we look at these things. Right. And so, you know, if you think about like the purpose of ego and early development and trying to like find ourselves and understand who we are and find purpose and find direction and find tribe and, and all of these things, like there is definitely a purpose in saying, okay, I'm this, I like this and I'm a part of this group. And, and these are the ways that I'm finding community being, you know, labeled in this particular way. But once you see yourself as Taomi was saying, as, an infinite being as an extension of the creator, you, it seems so foreign then to limit yourself in that way. And like, I get like, when I think about the finiteness of this life, like what I can remember in this life, you know, I, I understand that my soul has existed and will continue to exist. But like what I remember in this life, I, I get very, um, I don't know the right word to use. I get very upset thinking about like, I have to pick one thing and be one way my whole life, my whole life, my whole life. I have to pick one thing and just do that forever. Like I can't express in different ways. Like, so what? I started out as a piano player. Now I want to play the harp. Okay. And I want to play the guitar and I want to play these other things. And like, why can't I express in these new ways? I don't have to label myself as a pianist and that's all that I am. Or like, you know, what if I want to change careers? I was a copywriter when I was in grad school. I don't do that anymore. But like, I couldn't imagine if that was the only thing I allowed myself to like allowed myself to see myself as, you know, and I think when we start understanding that we're an extension of the creator, then our vision changes and we see ourselves as bigger and and more expansive and more capable. And then those labels that once helped us define ourselves and helped us figure out what we like and maybe help us figure out what our purpose is, we can shed them, right? Like we don't need training wheels on a bike forever once we learn how to how to use, you know, ride the bike and balance ourselves. We don't need the training wheel anymore. And then uh, what was, I think it was, mm, it might've been The Untethered Soul was the book that I was reading. And it said like, it was using religion as an example that it was like a finger pointing to the moon, right? Mm. Once you can see the moon, you don't need to look at the finger anymore, yeah. right? To point you to the moon, it's just there. And I think sometimes our labels operate is, is that, you know, in some sense they point us in a direction which is good. But once we see that for ourselves, we don't need to hold on to the labels anymore. We don't need to keep looking at the labels. We can just look at the moon because we know where it is now. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, oh, I think yeah. that's how I, how I manage that. Oh my goodness. I love <laughs> you too. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> so, you know, as I'm listening to you, I'm also remembering like my, 
transition from where I am now to where I was, I mean, even like two years ago. And I, I really clung to my labels. In fact, you know, I feel like the designation of wife was like a big deal for me. I was like, you know, it was like some kind of badge of honor, you know, until it wasn't. And then I was just like, it's not that it didn't mean anything to me. It's just like it became a, um, a barrier, you know, in some ways, because I had a script, you know, that I had to work off of. And so, um, and, and it morphed the way I mothered, you know, and what that meant to me, because they were, you know, that was like a whole character, you know, <laughs> mm -hmm. because that's who we create, you know, to go along with these societal and, and cultural scripts. And so now, you know, when I think of the word wife, I don't think of it as a label or as an honor, but as a, another dimension another possibility um and uh but i would enter into that from uh more of another ex like expanding my ray of light that i am you know what i mean yeah absolutely and that's yeah, beautiful that like you give yourself grace to expand what the labels mean to you. And that's the thing about it. It's like anything in form will shift and change. Like, <laughs> and that's why knowing like what it's serving matters. Like, is this going to be serving ego or is it going to be serving love? Because form is always going to change. And like anything that's serving love is the understanding that like we are free, like we have free will and that we control our existence. We literally create the experience that we're having and that at any time, these things will change. Like change is a spiritual principle because <laughs> if you're not changing and you're not growing, then um, you're not actually living, which means you're not on purpose. And so, um, and even if like change is inevitable. And so if you think you're not changing or you're actively, um, you know, working against it, you're not in alignment with what the creator has for you. And so, you know, I don't know any other way to be, but to focus on what the creator wants for me. And whenever I tried to go against it, I've always hurt myself. I've had experiences that were unsavory and I was like victim mode, you know? And so I'm like, all right, let me just go with the flow. Cause I'm with you, Brandy. Like there were things that I was doing in my early twenties that I'm not doing anymore but that literally informed my experience for me to show up in this next thing that I'm doing, like at this phase of my life. And like, I could not, I would literally go crazy if I was only going to be doing the one thing that I set out to do. And I was always like setting out to do multiple things. So, you know, but if I was only doing like fashion design right now, I wouldn't even be sitting here on this podcast. You know, if I was only doing like being a model or, only writing for entertainment like I wouldn't be here touching all the lives that I'm touching and like you know in the people's lives that I'm in and so you know I think it's so beautiful to have that mindset of like all right I will let go 
and let the creator show me the way to the next thing and then fully show up in that next thing until it's exhausted and move on. You know, that's that's mm -hmm. living on purpose. I love that. And then I, I also want to um, lift up kind of what Cordelia was saying, too, about like her being a wife in that label and like understanding the difference between when seeing yourself in, under a certain label helps elevate you and when those labels subjugate you, like when you're allowing your, your label to subjugate you, like if you're thinking about in a cultural context, well, what is a wife supposed to be to her husband, according to my culture, according to my tradition, according to my society or whatever, is that allowing me to thrive and flourish in the way that's authentic to my soul's purpose? Or is that me enabling someone else to live their best life while I'm over here, you know, not being able to fully express who I am? And I even think about like labels of victimhood, right? Like I, I am a survivor of lots of different traumas. And um, and for a while, I, that was a label that I had on myself. I'm a survivor, right? And and then you start seeing the ways that you've defined yourself by your trauma, and you're like, "But I'm so much more than I was. All these all of these things before those traumas happened, and I'm like all of these things now. And I'm and some of those things I've been the whole time that have nothing to do with the trauma. So why am I like attaching myself to an identity that literally it? It defines me by one of like by the most awful things that I've experienced, and not by my potential, not by my fullness, not by my wholeness. Um, and so, if any label at any time becomes that, then like that to me, that's even more um, of an imperative to evaluate your attachment to those labels. And I know, you know, because I work with a lot of survivors, sometimes people have to cling to those identities just to get through the trauma, just to be able to say like. I, I get what happened to me and I'm working through it. And again, like I found community. I've, I've found other people who have shared this experience that can help me through it. But then at a certain point, it's like, in what ways am I limiting myself by only seeing myself as a survivor or as a victim or as this one like single dimensional being when I have, like I can be all the colors of the rainbow at the same time, you know? So what was it like for, for you to like to, to, I love that you brought up that whole thing about the victim mindset. That's the thing. Whenever I think of labels, I'm like, I don't love labels because it, it makes me feel like a victim. It makes me re-experience the trauma I attached to whatever it was, you know? And I don't want to do that. I want to joy bond. I don't want to trauma bond, you know? <laughs> So um, I know, Ty, you were about to talk, but I'm just wondering, like, as we go into the next segment here, like, um, how can we help people to, like, shift that victim mindset? I know there's, like, a, not a one, two, three process. It wasn't one for me. <laughs> but, like, is there, like, one thing that you can really, you know, identify? Um, I would say for me, it's just seeing yourself in your fullness, right? And, and sometimes like it's literally making a list of all of the things that you are and, mm -hmm. and like the fullness of you, right? And so that is almost an exercise in labels, but it's, it's a way to help you see beyond just the one label you may be overly attached to, right? Like you may ask yourself like, well, what are the things that make me special? What are the things that make me unique? 
beyond this one particular label or this one experience that I'm attaching myself to the label of this, this trauma or whatever it is, you know, and you can see, and and you might go throughout your day, like, um, and I've talked to folks who are um, like stay at home moms, you know, there's like the debate that like stay at home moms don't work, which is ridiculous, you know, and then if you like actually were to write a resume for a stay at home mom, and it's like, well, I'm a nurse, I'm an accountant, I'm a therapist, you know, <laughs> right. all of these different things that just in being a mom, you know, that that you end up having roles, you end up having to play, it's almost the same thing, right, where you can go through and say like, no, like, I'm all of these things. I'm this person who's capable of all of these different identities, all of these different feats, all of these, you know, interests that I have. And so I don't have to just see myself as a victim because I was somebody before that trauma happened and I deserve to be somebody after that's not defined by the, the awful thing. So that's the, that's what I'll, I'll share. Thank you. I love that and uplifting, like the fullness of who, who you are, because the trauma just kind of like freezes parts of yourself within those moments. And then the part of healing that is like going back in and reclaiming those parts of yourself. And I always say like, it's, it's recognizing your power. It's recognizing that the experience that you are living, you are in control of that. Whenever something traumatic happens, it's like, um, sometimes we can, take the responsibility of it and saying it happened because of me. Hmm. And instead of looking at it from the perspective, like it happened to me, but then also remembering that the experiences and, you know, the things that were involved in that also like made you believe like that you were powerless in that. And so in reclaiming your power, it's really going back in and asking yourself like, where was I in all of this? you know, what, where was I in all of this? And then how can I go back in and literally reclaim my power from that moment? And then how can I shift my narrative so that I'm not experiencing that again? Because it is staying in that cycle of the trauma and reliving it and then believing the stories that come out of that, that really causes us to just like be in this perpetual state of attracting more. And it may not be in the same way, but it's in the same vibration. And so then we, we, we stay in that victimhood mindset because we're like, it's always happening to me, to me, to me. Instead of remembering that you're giving your power away, the power that the creator gave you to come here and create and communicate with all of creation to co-create your experience. You're giving that away and literally sitting in victimhood and saying, all of this is happening to me. I don't have any control over it. And you do. And I think like for me coming out of victimhood, cause I was living in it for a long time. That was the breaking point was when I had to sit in the stuff and really look at the role that I played in it, the decisions that I made and what those decisions were informed by. Because hmm. unfortunately a lot of us, we, we exist within conditions that have literally informed our decisions and our thinking to where we think that it was actually us, but it was literally us choosing to believe what someone else said or did and then attaching ourselves to that and saying, oh no, that was all me. But it really wasn't. So even though we're creating our experience, it's like if your experience is being informed 
by things that literally are not coming from love and things that don't mean you well, and you're attaching yourself to it. And you're just in this like continual cycle. So it's really sitting in it and saying, wow, I actually do have the power to change how I see things. And I but have see, the power to go inside and say like, oh, wait, this thing was informed by that. That didn't come from me. So I get to get rid of that and stand in my power and choose something different. I mean, even in what you said, I see three distinct parts of that. You're believing with somebody else. So you can X out the collective consciousness there. You are now not only believing them, but you've come up with your own story to make it true. <laughs> and then, you know, um, now the last part is you have given away your power by not taking responsibility for your piece of it, you know? And so if, if we break it down like that, like, what can I choose to believe differently? You know? Um, and, and it's just that small little piece. It, it only has to be like, what does it say? Like a mustard seed in the Bible, right? It's just like, that's all you need is to believe just that little bit with somebody else and boom, you know? And it's the same thing with all the other things, right? With reconditioning your, your vibration, it's just a little bit of doubt. It's just a little bit of hopelessness. It's just a little bit of helplessness. And, and it can just destroy the whole thing. Like you can make affirmations into your blue in the face, but if you just have one teeny tiny drippy drop of any of those things, right? Frustration, like if you're like, I'm fighting for justice, right? But you're frustrated with the system. This was my most recent lesson. <laughs> You'd be like, I'm fighting these powers, you know? But at the same time, it's like, I'm so frustrated. They're not gonna listen to me anyway, is what I'm really believing in my soul, right? And then guess what? They don't believe me anyway. And when I can release that and take my responsibility for, you know what, I'm going to not believe the collective consciousness on they are not going to believe, they're not going to help me anyway. I'm going to go in clear hearted, knowing that we are all part of the oneness and that we only want to elevate each other's souls. What can we create, right? The co-creation part. What can we create together? And boom. Like all barriers completely just, they, they evaporated just like that in like 12 hours. So we've got some really great comments coming in. Purple inks, having someone who can aspire to be aside from who we've become to being in a, is a great way to undo labels. Otherwise we settle in those labels and roles. It also helps to remember that we're not monolithic just as our life experiences shift from one point to another, so too do we shift our identity to identity solely, identify solely as who we've been. We fall short of being who we really are. Yeah, so on point. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. So um, I feel like, you know, so far in this discussion, we, we understand the value of labels and the um, the caution with labels, and then how to 
choose differently and and um, allow us to change the collective consciousness through co-creation and understanding that we we have that always accessible to us. So um, I don't want to stop talking, but <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and end and, and with uh, what would you say is like the one, uh, what would it would, would be the one golden word to describe um, freeing yourself from a label? Go ahead. Uh, I'm just, I'm thinking a lot about what Taomi was saying about taking your power back. So maybe if, there, if I have to pick one word, it's empowerment. Um, mm -hmm. And remembering like these labels, like they're not locked doors, right? Like they don't lock you in, like you choose them. You Like, like you were saying, they're like clothes, you can put them on, you can take them off. Like today I might be a musician, tomorrow I might be an artist, the next day I might be an activist or I might be all those things in one day. And like, yeah, and understanding that you have the power to leave out of any of those, that you're empowered to, you know, if, if you're a victim, if you have any particular label or identity that's just not serving you, that you have the power to leave that behind and literally choose anything else. Like we, we're born into a world where we can literally choose anything right? Like, yes, there are per, like perceptions of societal constraints, but like at the end of the day, we can literally choose to do or be anything, um, especially in our context. I feel like we all have a, like that privilege, you know, where we're situated. Um, and some people don't have it to the same extent, but like you can literally choose. And so remembering that you have that power, you don't have to be that thing anymore, I think would be the one word I would say is the most freeing if, if you're thinking about your labels. I love that. Yeah. And I mean, I, I just love like we're, we're three uh, black presenting women, <laughs> you know, and, and here we are like not believing the collective consciousness that there are barriers or constraints because these are just like temporary vessels that we're in anyway. Absolutely. I'm going to say my word um, it's really like a phrase and it would be trust your choices mm. um, because this, and this is a great way to break out of like the victimhood stuff is if you don't trust the choices that you're making, then is this really what you desire? And if this is not what you desire, then what is informing that choice? you know, and really answering that question. What are you believing about yourself now? Or what are you choosing to believe about yourself now that this is happening to you or you are experiencing this? And so if this is something that you don't desire, then what do I need to shift in my thinking in order to be in alignment with what I really want? So if you don't trust the choices that you're making, then what needs to shift in how you are seeing the world or seeing yourself? in order to make better choices. And the thing is, is like, you can't be wrong in whatever you choose because it's literally an experience that you are having. It's not right or wrong. It's just, you know, you gotta ask yourself, is this helpful? Is this loving? Is this making me feel good? Or is it not making me feel good? Cause sometimes being uncomfortable is a part of growth, you know? Um, but again, overall, like what is this serving? 
And so if it's not serving the greater good, then it's like, okay, what do I need to change? So trust the choices and let that be your guide. Trust your choices. I love that. So we have empowerment and trust your choices. And um, hmm. now I have to, I don't have to think of a word, do I? <laughs> yeah, um, I want to hear your word too. Yeah, I know, I know. Jeez. Um, hmm. I would say... I would say like something about agreement, right? Like have an agreement with yourself that um, you you can co-create. Well, maybe that's my word, co-create, right? Because uh, when you're when you're choosing, Oh, we can make it a word. Empowerment through trusting your choices and co-creating. There you go. <laughs> hey, yay, we did it. Hey. <laughs> I love you, ladies. Thank you so much for coming back on the Free to Be show and, you know, kicking off this new series with me. Um, for those of you who have watched live or are listening on the replay, you know, share this with another soul, share this with another heart and um, allow yourself to, to be free until next week. Good night. Thank you for joining the conversation. Now take the time to reflect, introspect and implement at least one action be in your body, be in your soul, be in your spirit. You know, be free. Until next week.